Fess up, friend. Have you ever gotten angry with your kids? I know I have, so there is no judgment here. Come on, let's be real. We have a lot on us as business owners and moms who are homeschooling. And today's guest, Natalie Hickson, is a life coach who helps discouraged and burnt out moms overcome destructive anger so that we can enjoy being a mom. Oh, and did I mention she has a really unique homeschooling situation? Natalie's kids are homeschooled, but their grandma is their primary teacher. Pretty awesome, right? Join Natalie and me as we unpack what mom guilt is, how to identify anger triggers, and how to overcome anger before it takes over your life. And at the end of the interview, Natalie even offers homeschool CEOs a special gift. It is my honor and privilege to introduce you to Natalie today. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. All right. I want to thank you so much, Natalie, for being here today on the episode. Um, Why don't you go ahead and take a moment, introduce yourself to our audience, tell them a little bit about you. Sure. Well, I am Natalie Hickson. I'm a certified professional life coach, and I live in Bozeman, Montana, married to my high school sweetheart, and we have three girls. They are, see if I can get this right, nine, almost 13, and 16. And um, yeah, we are a homeschool family, although I do not homeschool. My mom is their teacher and they go to her house for school. So it's kind of like this interesting mix of both um, worlds. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I work at home and just helping women work through destructive anger and negative emotions and burnout. And that's what I'm doing. Oh, that is so valuable because I feel like so many people in our audience um, deal with anger and none of us want to talk about it. I know I'll never forget. It was probably 15 years ago. I was at a conference and the speaker was talking about anger. And I remember looking to the friend that I was with at that point And I said, I don't deal with that. And I was so blessed. But you know what happened, Natalie? <laughs> God took me through a journey in the following years where I did deal with anger. Mm. and. It's something that I never thought that I would deal with. So I want to jump into um, how you help people. I also want to talk about how your homeschooling journey looks so different from so many of our families, because I want them to kind of see, you know, homeschool CEOs take all different shapes and sizes Mm. and journeys, and we're all different and different does not mean wrong. So I kind of want to talk about both of those things today. Mm. So first, let's just briefly touch on. So you said you don't homeschool your kids. Your mother does, correct? Yes. So how did that come to be? Sure. So I always knew I wanted to homeschool our kids and I set out with the best intentions of me being their teacher. (laughs) And as it was in combination with the story you'll hear of my destructive anger as well, um, it just was not a, a good fit for me. Right. And 
how it transpired was I just kept asking my mom if she would help with certain things. She was adamant when I first had the babies. She's like, um, when you're ready, I want to take one every day, like once a week for a day and just kind of give you a break and get time with my grandkids. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And so as that, um, as the kids grew, I just continued to ask her a little bit more like, Hey, would you help with art? Hey, would you teach him piano? Um, would you be interested in taking over history or, you know, just kind of this. And then it just, it got to a point where she said, you know what, as soon as they can read, I'll take them and I'll just school them. And so, um, and it was a joint effort as far as figuring out curriculum and where they're going to go. And I really pushed her because we do uh, classical conversations, CC, we're part of that community. And I can remember, uh, man, I think it was like four or five years ago, maybe, where I had a good friend talking to me. She's like, you really need to try, like, check out classical conversations. And so my mom, like, unwillingly, she's like dragging her feet. I don't want to do it. <laughs> And I, I got her to talk with the director and um, she jumped in and it's just been a really cool experience since then. And that's, so that's what they're doing in their homeschool. Um, and that's kind of in a nutshell, how she started taking over that. Um, and my oldest has been homeschooling yeah, her entire, her entire homeschool career, school career. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that your mom stepped in to do that. My kids joke with me all the time and tell me, you know, mom, when we have kids, you're going to homeschool them too. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's what my future looks like, but I love that your mom and you can do that jointly and that, that she's able to just love on your kids and serve in that way. That's amazing. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about your journey because you mm -hmm. said that she started homeschooling partly because you went through this journey to overcome your own destructive anger, correct? Yeah. So tell me about when that started. So anger was, uh, the way that anger was expressed as in my childhood was screaming, yelling, slamming doors, throwing things like that's what anger looked like. And it was destructive. Um, obviously they have grown. They are different people. Um, I adore my parents and to the extent that I'm letting them, you know, have my kids four days a week, they're over there doing school. So they're amazing. But that's where my family was when I was a child. And so I thought that was how you processed anger. And um, fast forward, getting married, I would scream at my husband in fights and just, you know, that's how I was processing. And he wouldn't scream back. He wouldn't yell. He wouldn't throw things. He didn't do anything like that. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why, why won't you just get angry? And, you know, we experienced a little bit about this, like in, in our high school years together dating, but it, it doesn't really culminate to a head, right? Like it just doesn't all come together until you're living in the same space. And so um, I started to realize that there was something definitely not okay with how I was presenting anger, but I didn't know that there was a way to change it. And I didn't know that there was any help for me. Um, we went to counseling as a couple, things like that, but it just nothing transpired with my anger. Then fast forward, having our first child, um, you know, things were okay as, as she was growing up, but she hit her twos, you know, and they start to talk back and, and become their own little person. And I had a really hard time with it. I 
would definitely be both of us on the floor would be screaming at each other. I'd be throwing a two-year-old tantrum with her and just, I was abusive. I would scream. I would throw things. I would squeeze her little arms. There's bruises. I'd spank out of anger, um, belittle her, threaten her. It just, it wasn't healthy at all for her or me. But again, I started to, I, I didn't know there was a way to, to work through it. And I didn't realize, like I started to kind of put it on her. Like if she would just stop her tantrums and if she'd listen to me, then I wouldn't get so upset. Right. It came to more of a head when we brought her sister home a couple years later. And I can remember one of these moments where I was nursing her, um, Sky is her sister. I was nursing Sky, and Mike's trying to put Enya to bed, the oldest. And she's throwing one of her epic tantrums. And the door is shut. Like I'm in Sky's room with the door shut. It's quiet in there. And I'm just getting more and more angry sitting there. And all of a sudden, I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up. Up and Sky pops off. She looks up at me with this horrific face. I mean, she's just an infant and she starts bawling. Like I had absolutely scared her in that moment. And it was just one of those moments like, I really need to do something about this. And again, my focus was Enya. If I can get Enya to therapy, then she'll stop her tantrums and everything will be okay. So we took Enya to a therapist and she observed Enya and she um, had Enya leave the room and she looked at me and Mike and she's like, hey, you know what? Enya's a perfectly normal kid for her age and development. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're not home with her. Like you're not seeing her epic tantrums. I don't even know how to deal with this. And, and she looked at me, she's like, you're the one, Natalie, who needs to be in here to see me. And it was just one of those like, wait, what? <laughs> But deep down inside, I was so thankful that somebody was finally reaching their hand out and saying there's help um, and you can work through this and overcome it, um, but you're going to have to take the first step. So that was um, like the really big moment for me. So then let's fast forward four years and I left therapy knowing a lot, understanding a lot more about me, about my history, about just, you know how I function, but I was still screaming at my kids. And so I had a lot of personal growth during that time, but my patterns hadn't changed. Um, but it got the ball rolling and I continued my journey and I continued to search out like reading books, podcasts. I started um, on the, I was also doing, trying to start different businesses online and um, because of that, more personal growth, right? More coaching from other people. And it led me to life coaching school where I learned so much more about listening and understanding and communication um, and patterns. So through that experience and then continuing with my own life coaches, we say a good coach has a coach. <laughs> um, so I still have a coach today. That really helped um, me understand that the way we talk, the way we speak to ourselves, the thoughts that we think, um, we can absolutely change our behaviors if we change how we are, what we're inputting into our brains and how we're thinking and holding that space. So I took all of what I had learned and the things that were the most useful, and that's what I use today to help coach my clients through these things. Um, 
piggybacking on all of that, yes, there was definitely my mom stepped in and started helping me, giving me relief. And we lived next door to each other for a few years. And so I would get to the place where I was so destructive. I would just call her and she would come over and take Enya. um, So I wouldn't hurt her because it was like, it was just scary to me that I was going to absolutely like end up killing her or something. Right. It was just, I understood why those moms you'd hear on the news killed their kids. Right. But it wasn't like, I didn't want to go there. And so um, my journey really between my mom and then the journey of not giving up and having that growth mindset, we really became a great team together. That is amazing. And thank you for being vulnerable and honest about, you know, understanding how those moms that end up on the news get there. Because I went through that same situation. Our youngest, um, he was a, an unexpected bonus child. And, uh, Mm -hmm. he was a really, really challenging baby, like really Mm -hmm. challenging. And I remember holding this child that screamed for nine months straight and said, I understand how moms do the things that you see them do because it was so frustrating and so much anger and just helplessness. Like I just felt so helpless and that produced like this anger and overwhelm. So thank you for just for owning that. And because there are a lot of moms that are going to hear this and be like, Oh my goodness. I thought I was the only one. Right. Because we don't talk about it. And, and that's something I really like to make sure when I'm talking about it is if you think that you're alone, you think that there's no help for you, that that you can't talk to anybody about it. That gets to be a very dangerous place to be. And you need to reach out in those moments. Um, I'll always be thankful that I could go to my mom and be like, mom, I I'm scary right now. Like I need you really bad, you know? And so um, and she wasn't going to turn me in. She wanted to keep the grandbaby. She's like, you know, but she was still trying to help me figure it out too. Right. So um, reaching out and talking to somebody who can help you start to get on the right path and work through it is so important. Yes, it is. So where do you think that this anger comes from? Do you think it's from overwhelm? Do you think it's from mom guilt? Like, where do you think this really stems from? Yeah, I think that as a society, we have a more difficult time processing negative emotions. Uh, One example I use is, have your kids ever been upset? Like when your kids is crying or throwing a fit and you look at them, you're like, what's wrong? And you don't mean it in a way that there's something wrong with them, but it can very easily come across that way. And we rush to get out of these negative emotions, get our kids out of the negative emotions, get ourselves out of it, right? We, we do things to feel better as quickly as possible instead of actually sit and go, why am I feeling this and what does it mean and what can I do about it? Um, I'm a huge proponent of negative emotions. I am an anger advocate. (laughs) Anger is good for us. And what it's there for is to help us stop. It's like a speed bump, like slow down, stop, go, what's going on for me? Why am I feeling this way? And how can I productively move this to like use this for whatever reason it is? Because essentially negative emotions are there to move us to action. That's why they're there. Um, They're not there to just make us miserable. They're there for us to tune in and go, hey, what's going on here? And what can we do? Oh, that is so powerful. So 
as moms, because we are like my audience, we're busy. You know, we have a lot of balls in the air. We're running businesses. We're homeschooling. We're running the kids to the activities. We're doing it all. A lot of us. So what is a way that like, what steps would you recommend that we start taking? If we realize like, man, we're angry, how, what can we do to overcome that? Yeah. So there's two things that I teach and one is sit and the other is recovery. So SIT is an acronym for stop, inhale, tune in. So as soon as you start to feel a negative emotion, instead of trying to push away or push through it, stop. Start taking some deep breaths. Separate, timeout. I teach my kids that timeout is not a discipline. Timeout is a time for us to process. And you're not in trouble when I say go to your room. Um, We'll deal with the consequences later. But right now, we just need to calm down, right? And so that we stop, we separate, we're inhaling. Inhaling, breathing is so important. And it's because like physically, literally inside your brain, you have this bone called a sphenoid bone. And as you're breathing, it's rocking that um, back and forth, which is massaging your pituitary gland and sending out all the good hormones to relax and reset your nervous system. So we need to start deep breathing, teaching our kids to deep breathe. And then we're tuning in. So as we're taking our time out, we're stopping going, hey, why do I feel the way I'm feeling? And another very valuable piece to that is validate why you're feeling. It's okay that you're angry right now. It's okay that, you know, anybody's going to be upset when you've had to tell your kids 15 times to pick up the same toy. It gets frustrating. It's painful. (laughs) And so there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that negative emotion. What's wrong is when we use that negative emotion to abuse or hurt the relationship between us and another person. So we sit, we stop, we inhale, we tune in, and then we go and we recover. If we've had, if we've exploded, we recover. If we just need to work through the issue after we've calmed down, we're still walking through the same steps of recovery, which is we go back, we sit down with our kids, and um, we'll look at them. I like to look them in the eyes, get on their level. I like to place my hand on them, um, arm, touching their knee, something, and say, hey, you know what? I'll use an example of me blowing up. I'm so sorry that I screamed at you when I was angry. It's okay that I was angry, but it was not okay how I treated you in my anger. So please forgive me. So then we're asking for forgiveness. We're taking responsibility for our actions. Then we're asking them how, what was going on for you? Validate their feelings, help them put words to their emotions so they understand what they were feeling and there, there was nothing wrong with them feeling that way. And then, you know, a hug or something like that. Uh, if you're a believer, praying with them is a good time to do that then. And then after that, you can then work through the consequences. So often when we're angry, we start hollering out consequences. And I've told my kids, which side note, you want to tell your kids what sit and recovery is before you use it so they understand what you're doing. (laughs) So good because their perception can be different from what you're trying to convey to them. Absolutely. Helping your kids understand stopping and timeout, that is not a, you're not in discipline. I'm not disciplining you. We're just calming down. So you talk to them about that. You talk to them what recovery looks like and why. 
So the other thing was before uh, I've told my kids, if I'm angry and I threaten you with something, like I'm taking your phone away for a week, you know that that can be discarded. That's not true. I'm saying that out of anger. It doesn't stand for anything. And so, um, because if we're hollering out consequences in the middle of our anger, it's not going to do the same thing for our kids as it will if we've worked through this process, right? So then after we've recovered, then we can say, hey, you know, it wasn't okay that you threw your truck at your sister. We're going to put your truck in timeout for the next two hours, right? And then they'll be helping you know, they're, they're more in a clear mind to be like, yeah, I get, that makes sense. Or you can even encourage them to help you come up with the right consequence. But those steps, it sounds like a lot, but once you start practicing that, it happens very quickly. Um, the more you do it, the f- more efficient you get with it and um, the kids respond. There are times where you can work through destructive anger and be on the other side of it and living a more peaceful life, but stuff happens. Life happens. Um, Extra stressful things can happen like a pandemic, right? (laughs) We're all going through that in this moment. Um, And it can be really stressful. I went through a family divorce, uh, a divorce within our immediate family that was very difficult this last year. And it was more stressful for me, right, to watch my family walk through this. And so I was more on nerve. And there was, I can remember a time where I, I think I screamed and me slammed a door or something. And I came back to the kids and it was just out of character for me. They're not used to that. (laughs) And I came back and did my recovery and my 12-year-old looks at me. She's like, mom, we knew that there wasn't anything wrong. Um, we knew you were just, you know, processing something else. And so like, it just was really cool because the more you practice it, the more the kids get and understand we're human. We mess up. We make mistakes. We know it's not about us. That's what she said. We knew it wasn't about us. And so it was just really cool to have that moment and to see them work through that. On the other side too, my my oldest, because of what I've worked through and because of the things, these techniques that I'm teaching um, have been implemented in our house, she's a completely different person than she was when she was two, of course, right? She's so much older. But the point is when she was that age, I can remember being afraid. People would tell me, you know, just wait till she's a teenager Um, And just being afraid of what that relationship would look like since we are so destructive in that time. And today our relationship is beautiful. Yeah, I get that teenager eye rolls and, you know, snarky stuff, but that's normal. And that's like, okay, and they need to go through that. (laughs) Right, right. But our communication and the way that we, our relationship is, is so much more beautiful. So that's, and there's no, there's no, um, it's never too late to recover with your kids either. Oh, I love that, Natalie, because that's where I was going to go next. What do you say to that mom who maybe their kid is 16, 17, and they're kind of reaping what was sown into that child as a younger years with the anger in the household? Because I'm speaking from my own personal experience, like my children, um, my marriage was in a really rough place when my kids were little. And so they witnessed, they were kind of like where you are, where you were witnessing a lot of anger, even between my husband and me. So what do you say to that mom who now 
the child is maybe teenage years or even young adult years and they're dealing with anger, like how do you go back and start to take those first steps to mend that and to work through that as a family and between the mom and the kid? And it starts with you taking responsibility, right? For taking responsibility for where you're at and and helping your kids understand, you know, we're all on a journey. We're all growing. We're all learning. And as long as we continue to to try to become better, then we will always be able to work through some of these things. Um, I mean, I can use my own life as an experience or example. My dad and I walked through recovery in my thirties. Like he came to me, we talked through stuff. My mom and I talked through stuff. Um, there was recovery and, and their, their baby was in her early thirties at this point. Right. So there's never, it's never too late for you to change and for you to reach out and say, I'm sorry um, for what happened. And that was one of the things that I, my daughter knows, and I've had this conversation with her many times is, Hey, you know what? I was abusive when you were little and there's still things that you haven't like even recognized or understand that you may, you have patterns that are set up because of what you experienced when you were little from me. And as you grow and as you work through these things, as these things come up for you, come to me so I can either apologize or help you work through them, take responsibility, help you understand and make, draw connections. Um, I can see if I ever even raise my voice, I'm just hollering from the kitchen to get to the upstairs to get one of the kids to come down. She tensed up a little bit. And I was watching this. And so I sat down with her. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I think that when I raise my voice, it really triggers something in you because of what happened when you were little. And so we were able to talk through that and she has awareness about it now. So she's able to start working through mom, raising her voice, which by the way, all moms raise their voice. You're normal to raise your voice. <laughs> mom raising her voice is not her coming to hurt me. Mom raising her voice is just her trying to get attention. So that was a connection that we were able to work through and help her understand. That is so good. And yeah, it really does. It starts with an awareness and an openness. And I think as we, as moms own it ourselves and make it aware and quit, because, you know, we all have like you experienced different things as your childhood and it played out into adulthood. We had a similar thing where like our marriage was playing out into the whole family. Like we all are shaped by different situations and family upbringings. And I really feel like one of the first steps, like you said, is just talking about it and making people, you know, making your kids aware that what you did isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's hard, you know, as moms, I feel like we never want to say, Hey, we messed up, but mm-hmm. isn't that where it starts just owning it and saying, you know, Hey, none, none of us are perfect. Right. Yeah, it's taking that responsibility and it's showing your kids. What's cool is once a client starts working with me, I tell her, you're going to get upset while you're working with me. You're going to explode. You're going to blow up. Whatever you've done, you're going to do again. But the difference between before and now while working with me is every single time you do now is a learning moment and a modeling moment where you will walk through a a place where you messed up, but you're going to recover and you're going to show your kids what working through negative emotions and difficult um, relationship issues looks like and how to recover from that. Because if we think our kids are going to grow up and not ever be angry or upset or have these same issues, we're poorly mistaken. So we got to take the time now to help them understand 
what that looks like and how to work through it as you're learning it yourself. Yes. Yes. And I love that as we, as parents, we can model it and we can model it at any age and any Mm -hmm. stage of the journey. You know, whether your child is two years old or 20 years old, you can still go back and start to model these things and teach them a better way. Yes. Natalie, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Tell our audience how they can connect with you. Yeah. So I'm at nataliehickson.com. And if you go and it's nataliehickson.com slash homeschool CEO, <laughs> I have a link that is a trigger tracker. And what that is, is it's um, a little paper you can print off or look at and help you kind of journal through episodes of destructive anger or any type of negative emotion to help you start to create awareness around your triggers and what's going on. Because the more aware we are of what's going on when we're walking through a trigger and an episode, we start to, um, we're able to have more self-control because we're um, kind of looking at it from a bird's eye view and going, oh, I'm connecting dots. When I'm, I'm going to use a really simple example. When I'm hungry, I am more cranky, which leads me to screaming at the kids, right? So it just helps you kind of create this awareness and draw conclusions as to what's going on and why you're, you're being triggered in certain ways. So you can download that there. Um, and I'm over on Instagram and Facebook at Natalie Hickson. Oh, so great. Okay, guys, I didn't know she was going to give us that amazing freebie. I have to stop and go back. That's amazing, Natalie. Thank you so much for that generosity to help our moms go through and figure out the trigger. So before we end, even though right there, I thought we were going to end. So when we (laughs) identify our triggers, what is the next step to do? So we say, okay, we're more cranky and we're more likely to blow up when we're hungry, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. What is the next step to process that? Like, what do we do? Uh, I would say that because you're starting to become aware of it, um, that's kind of like a really big deal. First of all, you're admitting there's something going on. So you're taking responsibility. Second, you're starting to understand. I, ha- I had a client who she did a trigger tracker and she didn't realize that one of the reasons she was getting upset uh, in the afternoons was that her husband liked to clean house. And not that he was mean about it. She just wanted to, you know, please him in that way. And the kids would be, you know, doing whatever the kids do, making mess or this or that. And she'd be trying to rally them to get the house picked up before daddy walked in the door. Um, And she'd be getting really upset. And she wasn't really aware of it until she did this tracker that that was something that was going on for her. Like, oh, that's why I'm getting so cranky every afternoon, you know? (laughs) So it's drawing conclusions and seeing what's going on. When you have that awareness, now that, you know, the next time she starts to feel frustrated, she can be like, oh, wait. Or after she figured that trigger out, she can go to her husband and be like, hey, you know, have this communication. How is it for you when you walk in the door and it's a little messy, you know? Um, Nine times out of 10, the husband's going to say, I would rather you be happy and like excited or feeling good in your moment than the house being clean, right? Like he doesn't care. So you're taking that pressure off. So you're just kind of creating these 
these, this understanding about what's going on for you with your particular triggers and it can lead to more and it's just processing. The more that we know about ourselves, the more we stop and take in that moment of who am I, what's going on for me, what, what are my needs, um, the better we're able to adapt to situations that could lead to destructive anger, right? So, and then that in combination with using sit and recovery is very helpful and valuable to the people working through it. Oh, thank you so much. I know that that is going to be such a blessing to our homeschool CEO family here. Um, So everybody, I want you to go check Natalie out on Instagram and check out her website and download and it's nataliehickson.com forward slash homeschool CEO and reach out to her. Oh, thank you so much for being here today, Natalie. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. All right. Wow. That was amazing. If you, my friend, are dealing with anger, please know that you are not alone. I have gone through it and so have so many other homeschool CEOs I know. I am thankful that Natalie today was a beacon of hope to remind us that we can all leave mom guilt behind. We can overcome anger and go on to enjoy life as a joyful mom. So be sure to reach out to Natalie today check out our free resources and check her out on Instagram and let her know how much her story encouraged you. Thank you again for spending time with me today and I'll see you next week. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.